right. All this week and next week, we are going to be reviewing chapter by chapter the second book in the Death of a Dream series, which is and will be titled, titled The Saving of a Soul. A millennial's journey from corporate to creativity. And in this review, we're just going to be going line by line what each chapter, what this book really is about, the meaning and the drive behind it, the messages that I hope to be taken from it. So enjoy this week and the review before the book publishes. Welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast, where we do dreams. And finding that alignment in season four has been very important because this is the truth of all the work that the Death of a Dream becomes. And rolling out the first book this season related to that sort of creates this journey and this pathway for people to recover and go after the things that they want in this life. It's moving people through this transition of something doesn't feel quite right. How do I feel my way back there? And I'm excited to be expanding that work in season four and to even be still showing up for what will be the death of a dream and all the beautiful things that we do to change the world together. We've gone through some crazy seasons. We've gone through some more quiet and reserved seasons, seasons of attack, and we're finally experiencing the first season of alignment and building. We have found a foundation, and I am very excited to be building right along with all of you. Welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast, where we do dreams. All this week, we are reviewing the book, so let's get right into, sorry, book number two, The Saving of a Soul. Let's get right into chapter one, titled The Decision. And this one picks up right off the cliffhanger of, what the heck are you doing? with this death of a dream thing. Like you just talked to us about how to get our passion about how to explore things like how to, how to explore silence. Where did that lead you? And for those people who knew my story, that is one of the comments that they have about the first book. It's like, I figured you were taking us there in, in, in that first book because we knew that you had left your job and, uh, just kind of figured that book would have all all of this drama of your life. And I'm like, yeah, but wouldn't that be a good thing to explore in the second book? And here we are exploring it. So this title, The Decision, is picking up where the first book kind of left off, just in that, like, I decided that this is not what I want. I decided that I, w- I want to do something with my life, that, that there is a call for me here. And I want to go explore that. I want to see what that looks like in real life. I, I want to follow that. And so in there, 
right in that moment, I had experienced sort of this, hey, you really could stay here. Here's an opportunity. Why don't you go do this? And my body wouldn't even let me explore that. It was like, no, make a plan to go. Make a plan. And so my husband and I really sat down and said, okay, what does that look like? And what I will go ahead and point out for employers out there who will say, not everybody should leave corporate because what's America going to do? Make it worth staying. Make it worth staying. (laughs) And even when I was going to be given opportunities and what looked like salary increases and, and new titles. Um, it, it still wasn't even worth it. I mean, for how much I was paying for in childcare, there, there was no reason I shouldn't just stay home with these children instead right? And if you can't compete with that, or you aren't giving something better than that experience of raising your own children, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe you're going to continue to lose out on a very important, essential, vital part of the workforce. The, the people who have children, right? Make it make sense because that's what we started to look at. Okay, Hannah, if we're going to analyze this and we really are going to have you leave, then what does that look like financially? What is the impact of that? And skating around that, I do not recommend. This is the part that I would say you need to have a better plan for than any portion of any of this. And so we really sat down. We really crunched those numbers. How much money do you need to be making? Do you even need to be making any money? Why hadn't we done this sooner? What the heck? At that point, we were saving one of my paychecks and we were paying for daycare with the other. So what was the point of me working? Well, people said, well, that's savings. Well, what am I saving for? I'm going to save so that I can look forward to life 40 years from now, but hate my life right now. That seemed crazy to me. Right. And so as we're crunching those numbers and having those hard conversations and it is hard, there is no way to look at a spouse or a significant other in the eye and go, Hey, I like love my life, but I also really don't love a big portion of it. And I know that it's going to be a sacrifice. And I know that we were probably on track to get all the dream things that you wanted and and go on all the trips and buy all the vehicles and, and, you know, buy a boat or or a toy, or there was probably some life move you were looking forward to to making. And maybe there was a bigger house or, or something fancier that we're not going to be able to do now, but I have to do this. And that person is probably going to look at you and go, holy cow. Okay. Um, That seems crazy. And then they're going to have to sit with that for a little while because it really, it it does make an impact. It does. You could have the best plan and, and that person could be making up all of the money that you need to make up. And it still is a big adjustment going from two salaries to one or 
two income streams to one is a big change. And so, yeah, face that one head on. It takes some time to, to sit with. So we crunched those numbers. We analyzed. We went back and forth. We talked about, you know, if there was a PTO payout, if there wasn't, how would I get on my feet? What is the stopping point? How long of a window do I have to chase this thing? What does that look like? Where do we make that money up at? And for us, it, it was mostly in daycare costs. I mean... My kids weren't even really full-time daycare. That was just after school, one paycheck. So when I say make it worth leaving or, or staying from a corporate perspective, that's what I'm talking about. Like, make all of this time that I can't get back with my kids worth it. And most people would say, well, it would never be worth it. That's not even an exchange that I would make. But some people are willing to exchange that. But you need to hire the rate. Substantially. Right? Because just an even trade is probably why more people are looking to leave than ever. That even trade is offensive at best. Anyways, that's like a whole whole segue. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, and so, yeah, after we had those conversations, we crunched the numbers. We did them backwards and frontwards, upside down and, and sideways. We were like, okay, you can go, I think. And I was like, okay, I can go, I think. And I sort of bounced around there for a while. Um, you know, we had a whole entire pandemic in there that didn't help things. I think definitely inevitably helped me, for sure. Helped me to understand that my actual life with my family, with my children, were more important than keeping this job. Um, and I was in healthcare. So imagine everything that you were probably feeling in a normal job just escalated and in, in a thousand times more comfortable because you're sitting in the place that the infection is living. And you're the one that's on the front lines of all of those unknowns. And so what seemed like a decision that I would probably bounce around with forever became a decision that was literally with the unknowns of COVID, like life or death. And I was being asked to do things with my family that I, I should have never been asked to do. You know, like I should have never had to put my family in that position, no matter what the oath of healthcare was. And <laughs> listen, I was not a caregiver or a nurse by any means. I was just helping out and taking temperatures at doors. But at that point, that was the scariest point. You know, like you could get it from anywhere. And that was one of the places. And it was crazy. It was crazy. And so after that and and we had even more silence and i'm so grateful that i had 
taken the steps that I did prior to the pandemic and way more silence because I think I would have just spun myself into psychosis had I not learned to deal with silence and sitting in silence again and knowing what to do there led me to be able to finally like deeply read and experience words in books. And I know that I talked about that in the last book, but it was even deeper. And I had never read words this way because I would have never had time. Even when I was making myself time to read and journal, I wasn't experiencing books the way that I was after the pandemic. And that's because I got to just read and not take anything else in. It was like there was no there was no family drama, there was no bringing something to the next birthday or or party, there was just us at home and sometimes on Skype or, or you know FaceTime. But other than that, it was just us. There was no missing out on anything. There was no Uh, Did we get our kids signed up for this? Did we miss this? Did we do this? There was none of that. There was just us. And because there was just us, there was just our thoughts in our own heads. And that was either crazy and hard to deal with or life-changing. And for me, it was life-changing. And I was finally feeling things again. And I was making decisions off of those feelings. When I wanted to leave my corporate job, it wasn't just, oh, I wanna leave Boohoo and I'm gonna go get another job. It was like, I can't sit at tables like this anymore. I have to change my life and I'm gonna do that. And here is how. And it was a ton of back and forth and recommitment and bowing back out and I'm really going to do this. And I know that that happened multiple times. And every time that it happened, there would be something in life that would sort of make that sticky. And it would be something that would stop me from going after that next step or that would get in the way of applying for that. Or there was always something kind of sticking me back. And then there were opportunities with other vendors that I was working with. And again, that stickiness kind of came back, that awkwardness that I, yeah, I was just saying that I didn't actually mean it type of stuff. And it was hard to live in that moment for too long. And I think it was just this fear that this next decision could break me more. And if that happens, am I strong enough to hold on and hold out and be this person that I've sort of revived and remembered in myself? And had I come far enough, I think was the question that I was asking myself. And everybody who would recommend you know, exploring entrepreneurship, they would have said, turn around and and stay in your job. You be quiet. This is not what good entrepreneurs do. This is not a move that you should make. 
you've gone crazy. You need to know what you're doing and you should be making plenty of money doing it before exiting. And for me, it was just a knowing that it was happen. It was going to happen now. If I was going to do it, I, I had to do it now. And then I'd be impacted by someone saying like, no, no, don't do that certain failure. You've gone crazy. Don't do it. Um, you should run, run away from this. Please don't, please don't. And I would, I, I, I ran directly into the fire. Like if I got to make money, the only way I can make money is if I leave and free myself, my voice and my soul. And so knowing that feeling, knowing and feeling that to the deepest part of my core, my soul, um, pushed me to make a decision and follow it. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you support any creative that is doing work. And that's simple. Just comment, like, share, review things for them so they keep bringing their art into this world changing it and making it a more beautiful place. You can do that with all of this work here. Feel free, share, review. I write and post every weekday just to help expand my own light in hopes that it helps expand others. And you can find me at hannahness.channel on all socials. Help follow and share and expand this work. And you can find all of my offerings and products at hannahness.channel as well. Change the world.